This week's bracha, the seventh bracha, Vukata Gula. The bracha is about Gula. The conclusion of the bracha is Ga'al Yisrael. The language of the bracha is interesting. Re'ena ve'onyenu ve'riva rivenu. And then Ugalenu. The question we have to ask ourselves is, what exactly is the the content, what is the topic that's called here Geula? First of all, it should be clear that we're not talking about Geula in the eschatological sense, being the Mashiach. Uh, in Megillah Zayin, which asks the question why this Bacha is the seventh Bacha. The Gemara gives numbers that are based on Answers that are based on the numbers. Why this bracha is the seventh? Why this bracha is the eighth? Why is Gula the seventh bracha? And the Gemara says that it's connected with the uh, Gula in the time of the coming of the Mashiach. So the Mashiach will come in the seventh year of the process. Uh, that, that's what the Gemara says. So Rashi the Amiti points out not that this bracha is about Mashiach because it's clear to Rashi bracha is not about Mashiach. So it's merely an association. This bracha is about the problems of individuals. And when I ask for redemption. Gula or salvation, I mean, they help me with my problems. Rashi is basically saying the Gemara doesn't mean exactly what it says it means. But it's clear to Rashi that's true. And the reason, of course, is obvious. The Bechot of are divided into two. We have these Bechot, the 13 middle Bechot where we, we, we request things are divided into two. The first half is my own problems, my Da'at, my sins, my health, my Parnasa. And the second half begins the national historical redemption of Israel. The ingathering of the exiles, the restoration of the Sanhedrin, the destruction of the evil evil empire, building of Yerushalayim, inauguration of the kingship of the seed of David. And it, it's quite clear by the two. So Gulad, Mashiach, is going to be the... Uh, Bracha uh, number 11 of these 13. So if Rashi says this Bracha is personal. But that really raises the question, this Bracha is personal, then what does it really mean, Geula? Any, any problem could be called Geula. What's the difference between Re'ena v'onyenu v'ri v'veinu galeinu mehera l'man shemecha and I'm sick, halegu fuash l'ma l'chom ha'koteinu. Or I'm, have nothing to eat and therefore barechet ha'shanim. Give us, give us panasa. So you might say that Re'ena chinami, that this Bracha is a general Bracha. Those we ask for certain specific things, then we say and take care of everything else. The order would be a little bit strange. You would expect that would come after the particular brachot, after we ask for cures for our diseases and um, panasa and sustenance and food for our financial situation. And by the problems, put them into one general bracha called Ugalenu Megalaman Shemecha. It doesn't bother me that much. It's a little bit strange to be out of... I, I, I still think we need to say, what, 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 is, what exactly are we asking for? What are we thinking about when we say, Save us for the sake of your name. I think the answer is found in the specific opening of the Bacha. This is very, very strange. Why are we asking God to see, to perceive our onyenu, our affliction. I hope that's what it says in the English translations. I'm guessing that's what it says. 
to see our affliction, to see our, truth is a better translation, it seems a little bit hard to imagine, so we're saying it's translated, but it would be torment. Inuyim, in modern Hebrew, is torture. The, the, the Egyptians tormented us. Why do we ask God to see it? Are we saying God, He should pay attention? I mean, God, God doesn't know? Is it merely that God should, should realize we have a problem? We could say, first we could say about anything. We could say in the next bracha, see that we're sick, and then cure us. We don't say that, we're why, why do we have to appeal to God to first pay attention before we ask Him to solve the problems? The source for the phrase Lirot et Onyenu is Yitziat Mitzrayim. In, uh, in Pashat Kitavo, where you have uh, a prayer that said when you bring Bikurim, Mikro Bikurim, and we summarize the exile the um, exit, the exodus from Egypt, Sukim, which are very famous because the basis, they are the basis for the Haggadah of Pesach. So we said that we were slaves to Pharaoh, and then it's Anvayanunu, and they they tormented us, and then it says that God saw There's a whole passage that describes before saying that. After saying that we were slaves, before saying that God took us out, it says that God, Vayar et onyenu, He perceived, He saw our torment. Ve'et lachatzenu, ve'et amaleinu, and other, ver- other nouns, other synonyms for the same thing. And I think it's clear that we aren't saying, we're not explaining why God or how God took us out. Why, why, why would we say that? The whole mikra bikurim is a statement of praise to God. You bring the first fruits to uh, the Beit HaMikdash, and you recapitulate Jewish history, how we started nowhere, and now we've come to Eretz Yisrael, and these are our first fruits. Vayar et onyenu is part of the praise. We're thanking God, we're praising God for, not merely taking us out, but because of vayar et onyenu. And this, in fact, is based on what it says many times, including in Pashat Shemot, uh, in, in, in very concise manner, when the Jews suffered, and God saw the Jews and he knew that's saying something. And then, but in fact, God repeats that when he speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu shortly afterwards at the burning bush. He says, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I have seen, seen, I have truly seen the only the torment of the people, my people. I think it's clear that to see the torment is not to read about it in the newspaper. It's not to be aware. It's not to know the knowledge. To see torment, not to see the Jews who are being tormented, but to see torment means to feel, to understand, to empathize, to internalize. God is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, and we are saying in our statement of praise and Hallel and Shevach, we are saying that God felt he put himself into the situation where every blow that was imposed on the body of a Jewish slave in Egypt resonated within God's inner life so to speak to see torment is not to see with your eyes 
It's to see with your heart. Kaviyachol about God, to see with, with God's feeling. Can we say such a thing about God? Am I not here speaking in an overly anthropomorphic manner? That's why I added the word kaviyachol, so to speak. But yes, so to speak, one can speak. This is a great, great in basic principle. In Judaism, usually summarized under the Pasuk, Imo Anochi B'Tzara. That God said, I am with them in the Tzara. And Chazal understood it to mean that I am literally with them in the Tzara. I endure and I experience the, the troubles, trials, tribulation and torments of the Jews together, together with them. And among other things, Chazal said, this is a Sifi Zuta, that the reason why God appeared to Moshe Rabbeinu in a sneh, in a, not just a bush, but a bramble bush, a thorn bush, a lowly bush, was because God was saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, where is the Shekhinah today if the Jews are being subjected in Mitzrayim? So I am also in a, I am in the thorns. I'm in the brambles. And Sifi says, because, to live in a sneh is to live with, with sorrow. And, and there are other, other psukim which are quoted in the context as well. Uh, anyone who touches the Jews, anyone who attacks the Jews, is like one who touches the, uh, the pupil of his eye. And the Gemara explains, it's as though you put your finger into the eye of somebody. It's, 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 it's very internal, it's external, but you feel it internally. It's not just pain. A person can't take having someone touch his eye. It's, it's, a, it's an intrusion into your inner being. Perhaps you'll think that, that okay, so this is a Mamar of Chazal that says, that's about Am Yisrael. But about the individual Jew, Mishnah in Sanhedrin, Parikvav, Mishnah Hei, Amar Rabbi Meir, when a single individual is is in pain, is in sorrow. Shechina maloshon omeret kaviyachol. What does the shechina say, so to speak? Kalani meroshi, kalani mizvoi. Says my head hurts. The shechina says my head hurts, my arm hurts. The pain of an individual Jew is felt, not just known by God, and God is against it or will take care of it as a cool intellectual decision of a of a of a just and knowing God. No no no. It's it's an experience for God. God experiences the pain of the individual Jew. The Einav Anyenu is a prayer asking God to do exactly that. And the reason is because that itself is is a is a good. That itself is a need of the man who is dominating. Aside from, or as a very important preliminary to, solving the problem, which could be anything. And really, the bracha is a general bracha. Some problem that I have. But aside from solving the problem, what I, the reason why there's a separate bracha here is because my problem is that I'm suffering by myself. And therefore, what I'm asking for, first and foremost, of course it'll have a ramification in the practical realm. And if it, if there wasn't a need for a practical solution, I, I wouldn't be in sorrow, I wouldn't be in torment. But aside from the ramification in the practical realm, 
What I'm asking for is that God, Geula here means take me out of my lonely, helpless state of mind, helpless state. Remember, what was the state of the Jews in Egypt to which these verbs, this explanation originally applies? They were slaves. What does it mean that they were slaves? They had no control over their lives. Now, before there was a practical problem, if they were decently treated slaves, maybe they wouldn't have complained. Maybe it wouldn't have affected them, although in truth it's the same thing. But once it became intolerable, then their problem wasn't merely that they were working hard. But the problem was their only, their torment, the fact that they were helpless, they had no control over their lives, That's a, I'd say psychological, not to be literate. That's a, it's a, it's a psychological, it's a problem, it's a spiritual problem. A psychological problem. The anguish, the torment, being out of control, being subject to powerful forces, which I can't contend with, are being swept up by the powerful currents of the Egyptian Empire, or something else which has overwhelmed my life and I've lost control. That feeling, that I myself, with the little power that I have, with my meager strength, cannot deal with this situation. And therefore my solution is that God should join me. And of course, if God joins me, then there also will be Geula, because God can deal with the situation. God will not be out of control. To go back to the Bracha, that's Re'eno See feel, be, be part, with my my anguish, my torment. And before we continue reading the bracha, this explains a comment I threw out a week ago. The previous bracha was about slicha u'mechila, and I asked what happened to kapara. And merely explaining the words, I explained that slicha u'mechila relate to the, uh, the punishment. If God forgives me, I won't be punished. Soleach or mochel, it saves me from the punishment. That's what I asked for there. Kapara doesn't relate to the punishment, it relates to the individual. It's the cleansing of man from his sin. That wasn't mentioned there. And I think it's included in this bracha. It should be, because it's the next thing. It should be kapara. Where's kapara? It's in the next bracha, in the bracha of Geula. Kapara is a internal spiritual problem. If God joins me in my problem, He will also save me from it. But in, 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 in basically we're talking about saving me from my spiritual, helpless loneliness, having sunk into a spiritual, psychological state of impurity, of, of loss of power, of, of impossible to live this way. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's what Gula is about. And that's why I think Kapara is inherently found in this Bacha, no, it's not mentioned explicitly. Go back to the Lashon, to the language of the Bacha. The next thing is, Fight our fight. Contend with our contention. What, what, what do we mean exactly when we say that? It, it seems to imply that I'm fighting with some sort of external forces. I think that's the point. If God was an objective judge, and I was having an argument with somebody, if I was being attacked by evil enemies and he would save me, he wouldn't be fighting my fight. He'd be fighting his fight. He'd be fighting the fight of justice. Riva Rivenu means you're on our side. You're not an impartial judge. 
you're, you're one of us. That flows from says, I'm asking God to, to, to be one with me in my affliction. Then God will, will fight my fight. There is a, um, you find this in a, in a very explicit pasuk in Malachim Bet, the story of the king of Israel, king of the northern kingdom, Yeravam ben Yoash, Yeravam Hashini, the second Yeravam. The pasuk there says in Perak Yud Bet, amazing, uh, uh, um, juxtaposes two, two things in an amazing manner. It says he became king, and as the, as the want of Nevi'im mentions the king, it says, good king, bad king. What does it say about Yeravam ben Yoash? Vayas hara b'nei Hashem. Kechol chatot Yeravam. Ben Nevat. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord exactly. No better than the original evil king of Israel, Yeravam HaRishon, the first Yeravam. The next pasuk says, Hu Shiv et gvu Yisrael mulebo chamat adai marava. He widened the borders of Israel to its greatest extent in the history of the first kingdom. Mulebo chamat Adayim Arava. The, the, the juxtaposition of these two psukim is amazing. He was an amazing evil king and he had the greatest material success of any king of Israel. The question, it, 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 it screams. How can you write these two things together? The next pasuk answers the question. Because it is a question and it needed to be addressed. And the pasuk says, Ki Adonai et Oni Yisrael. Notice the word Oni Yisrael. Ki For God saw at Oni Yisrael, Maramaod, the Ephes Atsur, the Ephes Azuv, the Ein Ozer, the Israel. Why did God basically reward this evil king with political military success? For God perceived the anguish of Israel very bitter without any possible help. Ephes Atzur, the Ephes Azur, Ephes Azuv, the Ein Ozer Israel. No one could help Israel. The helplessness of Israel at that time, the God of Israel fought for them though they were totally unworthy. It wasn't the action of a judge, it was the action of an, of an advocate. That's the Riva Rivenu. Next phrase, Ugalenu Mehira Lema'an Shemecha. Ki Goel Chazakata. What does it mean, Lema'an Shemecha? For the sake of your name. So we usually understand this, and it's quite correct, that there's a, something called Chilul Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu said to God, by Cheta Egel, and, and uh, even more by, uh, by Cheta Maraglim, Lama Yamru Agoyim Ayayinadayim. If, if it's bad for the Jews, the non-Jews will draw the incorrect conclusion that their God is weak, or God doesn't exist, or God is not found in the world. And that's a chil Hashem. That's correct. But I think there's more going on here. It's not just that there will be a mistaken conclusion by the onlookers, by the non-Jewish onlookers. The man Shemecha means that we bear your name. And therefore, if we suffer... 
your name literally suffers. It's not a mistaken conclusion. The suffering of Israel is the suffering of God. It's the continuation of the Imo Anochi Betzara. God is with us, part of us. And therefore, lack of salvation, lack of redemption, lack of success is, is a problem for God irrespective of what incorrect conclusions. Even if the non-Jews will draw the correct theological conclusion, the Jews are suffering because they're unworthy, not because God doesn't, can't help them, but because He chooses not to help them, it's still a chil Because the name of God in the world is disgraced. Because th- we are the name of God. The God who is in us, who is the river rivenu, who ra'evo anyenu, shimon nochi betzara, that's the reason why you should save us Laman Shemecha. And here we have the addition of, a, of, a, of an unusual word. Ki Goel, the, the conclusion always is very is You should help us because you can help us. You should cure us because you are a healer of Israel. Ki Goel Chazakata. For you are a powerful redeemer. Why powerful? What does it mean Goel Chazak? What, what's the, what's the, 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 the point here of the fact that God is powerful? So I think I think what we're saying here, why does God need to use to use great great power? I think it's the same point. The Gula redemption doesn't really apply to the fact that I have any problem. I'm uh, I have to go from point A to point B. There's no uh, I missed my bus. <laughs> Send me salvation. Salvation applies as we described B'nai Israel in Egypt. When your life is out of control. When because of the lack of a solution to a particular problem, you're lost. It's the anguish. The torment is internal. It doesn't apply to every problem I have. It's when my problems are such that I've lost control of my life. And that's what it means, Goel Chazak. It's not just providing a solution to what I didn't have a solution for, but after I felt, and there's no difference in the real world, but there's a big difference in the psychological world, when I felt that there aren't any solutions. There's nothing that can be done, but God can solve my problems. The power here is to do, so to speak, the impossible. I mean, the psychologically impossible. After we've lost hope, why am I in torment? Why am I in anguish? Because I don't know where to turn to. As the Pasuk I just quoted said, Ve'ein ozer v'Yisrael, Ephes atzur, Ve'ephes azuv. No solution. No possible solution. God will save us. Go'aleinu chazak. And we find the Pasuk, I'd like to conclude with this Pasuk, it's not the Pasuk to be shown in quote to explain the language of this Pasuk because they found better solutions for each individual. But this Pasuk, I think, has the most, and and, and it should be quoted as the, the most parallel to our Bacha, even though the order of the Pasuk, as you'll see, is reverse of the Bacha. Yirmiyahu perigimu Pasuk lamadimu koamar Hashem svakot. Ashukim b'nei Yisrael u'b'nei Yehuda yachdav. Israel and Judah, the kingdom of Israel, the kingdom of Yehuda, are um, Ashukim. They're 
tormented together. Kol shovehem hechzikubam me'anu shalcham. Those who have taken them captive, their captors hold them. Hechziku, the same word as chazak. Uh, uh, they, they, they have them in their grasp and they refuse to send them out, which reminds us of the language of, of Egypt, to send them out. That's the situation. And now the answer. Go'alam chazak Hashem zvakot shmo riv yariv et rivam l'man hirgiyat ha'aretz v'hirgiz v'yoshvei bavel. Their savior their Savior, their powerful Savior, Go'alam Chazak Hashem Tzvakot Shemo. His name is Hashem. This is Laman Shemecha Ki Go'el Chazak Atar. Rivya Rivet Rivam. Riva et Rivaino. The Jews are in a helpless situation, being held in someone else's power, refuses to let them go. So this salvation is the power of God's name, which is where? In them, God's name is the Jews. And therefore, Riv Yariv et Rivam. Therefore, he will fight their fight. He will take their part. And there's no place now for asking, but is it justified? Is it deserved? He's on their side. Why is he on their side? Because they are enslaved. They're captivated, encaptured by powerful forces too powerful for them to contend with. That feeling, that situation of being lost, engenders Go'alam Chazak Hashem Tzvakot Shemo Ariv Yariv Rivam. So this Baracha without in any way belittling that it's about solving my problems. But underlying it all is a problem, a tzorech adam, the need of man, to have someone that understands not merely the technical problem, but the psychological and spiritual feeling of loss of helplessness of someone who has been swept up by the problems in which he finds himself. And the solution is first and foremost that God should be a partner. God should share in that feeling. And from that everything else will, will simply follow. If God shares our anguish, torment, then He takes our part. Then He's riva rivenu. And if that happens, then it's galenu mehira mikol saroteinu. Then God will save us from all our problems. For He, leman shemo, for His own name, for His own sake, for His own existence, is a goel chazak is more powerful and puts more power into us than any other power could possibly uh, uh, have and apply, apply against us.
וגלינו מהרה למען שמך כי גואל חזק אתה. Thank you, Kotov.